are Kate and Monique, two friends who practice true forgiveness in their daily life challenges using the Course in Miracles. We share concrete examples of how to undo the ego mind way of thinking. The results are as surprising as they are amazing. So, I am Monique. Hi, I'm Kate. And this is our podcast, You Can Undo It Too. Hi, Kate. Hi, Monique. And this is our episode number three, the third episode, a story of failure and identity. So, Kate, tell us about that story. Failure and identity. Well, the story is that, well, I, the reason I'm telling the story is because I want to capture that feeling of when you're you have an opportunity for forgiveness and what it feels like before you make the choice to forgive. Yeah, but was it really a failure or what exactly happened? Because I don't think it was, it was like your interpretation of it as a failure, which we always do. We always make it bigger than what it is, but sometimes it is failure. So tell us about it. Well, would you consider being fired a failure? I did at the time. <laughs> For sure. Right. If it was being fired, but maybe it was, you were saying that the end of your contract or? Oh, yes. Well, another way to put that, I mean, it's a very dramatic way to say it, that I was fired, but my contract was not renewed. I was working at a very fancy, nationally known private school in the D.C. area, and I went to a contract meeting, which means, you know, when you have a at-will contract, every year it's renewed. For the past 20 years, it's always been pro forma. I just went through and, of course, we want you back. Let's talk about any kind of increase in your salary or whatever. This time, I walked into my supervisor's office, and the first thing he said to me was, well, Kate, we won't be in renewing your contract next year. And I was totally shocked. Yeah. You must be wondering why, what did I do wrong, right? Uh, no, I wasn't there yet. I was truly in shock. My response, I remember that my response, it was, what? Why? Are you sure you have the right person? <laughs> yeah. I And I, for that very split second, I thought, oh, he's just joking. I really thought he was joking. Wow. So you have had uh, this kind of situations where you go to the office. Uh, what was the motivation of this person to invite you to his office? What was the reason? Well, I had absolutely nothing in writing or nothing that he spoke to me, nothing he said to me to indicate that this was that I was even on shaky grounds. I started working there because I was recruited to work there which is unusual. This being a super fancy private school in the D.C. area, they could do that. I had a job. I wasn't looking for a job. I was extremely honored and, yeah, honored by the, the fact that they were interested in me. And I was completely shocked. I'd only worked there for maybe five months. 
and was not prepared at all to be fired. So that was really hard. It was really hard. It still feels kind of hard right now. It, that was three years ago. So I just wanted to explain something that will become very important later on. But the fact that you felt honored and felt that uh, you were special in a way because you were recruited, right? Yes, I felt special for sure. Very special. And also that it was a prestigious school. So not everybody is offered the job unless you have done a lot of studies, uh, you have a lot of experience, and you have a name out there, right? Yes, so, that's correct. So it reinforced the fact that it was special. And the reason why I'm saying that is later on, we will explain how the ego works through special relationships and through positions and through having a name and having an identity. And that's the reason why we put in the title, A Story of Failure of Identity. Yes, it's a failure of identity and it's also a failure and identity, but it's both. Right. So how was it for you before he took you to the office? What was going on in the university or in the place where you were um, uh, working? It was a school. It was a, mm -hmm. you know, a high school. Right. So what was the atmosphere like? What? Uh, how special was it? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, very, 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 very special. It had very special food, for example, uh -huh. with a chef and, um, yeah, and China. And, uh, you know, the name and the families that come there that are well-known and some that are not well-known but that are very powerful. And... You know, they promoted themselves as progressive. That's why they hired me, because I am progressive in my views about education. And I, I articulated my educational philosophy for them. And I made it very clear that I wasn't looking for a job, but I couldn't ignore the fact that, at least in paper, I didn't say that part on my, on my philosophy, but yeah, at least in paper, they sounded great. Yeah. You were telling me that people were relating to each other. Everybody was kind of making sure that they they are accepted, that they don't do anything wrong. And you kind of went into that path of being perfect. Yes. And then there's the how it plays out, which, you know, it's a single sex school. So it's uh, female. And, you know, it was an enormous amount of perfectionism. I mean, students... Teachers, everyone would apologize first, second, third, and fine, end with a big apology. So it was really hard. It's really hard to think creatively or freely when the premise is that you're doing something wrong or may do something wrong. Or, you know, it was a very, that was a very strange environment and that was pervasive. Yeah, yeah. So that's also a very good point to emphasize is that th that constant need of apologizing 
and makes you feel, oh, did I do something wrong? Or maybe I should apologize to and like something is wrong in the air and I need to be perfect. And we know it's like the ego wants always to make us seek and never find. So basically seek for perfection, but never find perfection. It is a story of people being led into that path. And it's a path of insanity, basically, because this is our our life in different degrees, right? Yes. You know, I think about that. It's a, also a school known for eating disorders and um, enormous anxiety. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I can imagine. Tell me what you were doing in order to, for you to be, try to be perfect in, in your activities in the school, like writing different things. <laughs> well, yes, I, I wrote everything. I wrote everything down. I tried to become perfect. So what I did is I got there around 6.30 in the morning. I left there around 8, 8.30 at night, 9. Eventually, the security guard said that that was not healthy. The security guard. Security guard. Thanks. I think he was trying to say, I want to, he wants to go home. So you go home because he can't go home until I go home. So yeah. And he was right. It's not healthy. But I attempted to dot every I, cross every T, you know, be perfect on the outset. Like, you know, not being new to the school, obviously I was going to make mistakes. And I, Figured I would learn from them, but I also figured I should do my very best to avoid them. I see. Right. So it was not really freedom, joy, creativity, none of that? No, but the food was really good. Food was really good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then when uh, there was no warning f for you for that instance of being quote-unquote fired, and you were telling me that other people, when they sensed that they were going to be fired, there had been a lot of different warning. People would write things or would make sure that they know that indirectly that they were not happy with them or something. Yes. I mean, usually what happens, I mean, I've been doing, been in teaching and administration for a while. Uh, I mean, 20 years, both including teaching and being a learning specialist and so forth. But usually you know, you have some, you know, sense that you're not doing your job or you're late or you're, you don't show up for things that you're supposed to. And that was not the issue at all. There was no issue with that. Yeah. So basically, was there an issue that was truthful that you know of? N not, not that I'm aware of. No, right. no issue. No issue, right? So the fact that there was no issue, that it was like the decision that they had taken was unknown, right? Like secret, nobody knows, and it came suddenly by surprise. So all these are the characteristics of the ego. It comes by surprise. You don't have time to prepare or to do anything. And it's the unknown. It's a secret thing, you know, most probably between two or three people, you know. So that's another characteristic. So 
now tell us what did you do after because we want to know you know at that time you probably didn't know how to forgive or, or what to do with this right so tell us a little bit more about your feeling there yes i'll have to say that i didn't know how to forgive i although i feel like the path that i'm on and that that path having led me to a course in miracles and conversations with you i think i had some awareness that everything was going to be okay but first it was going to suck but in the interim you know between where i was being fired i mean because i wasn't fired in the sense that you have to go away and go out of here you know i had to fulfill the rest of my contract which was six more months oh i see yeah so it wasn't like they didn't trust me to do my job it was that it was not a good fit right could be that it was just a lack of maybe lack of budget or something very small something that not at all related to your skills or to your ability or to your knowledge or, or you know all these things but of course you thought about you know that they fired you and you started you know finding something wrong with them or something wrong with you or you know what 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 uh, what feeling did you start having because usually when people go through that you blame others or you blame yourself or you know you you try to project the guilt that you have deep inside that you're not conscious about outside or towards yourself okay i think now that i look at it it was probably towards myself i got very i got sick physically sick yeah in the course of trying to maintain, you know, I remember the date. It was Friday, January the 13th. It was Martin Luther King's birthday weekend. And I feel it right now. It was so, I became, I came into a, it was like a cloud had suddenly replaced my brain. Right. You know, I walked in confidently with a, you know, open fit, open demeanor, like, okay, do you want me to, should I bring my computer for this? Or I'll just bring a notepad. You know, that's, I was light hearted. Yeah. Confident. Yeah. Confident. Yeah. yeah. In your ability to deliver what you were, oh yeah. that you had done yeah. for many years, right? That's right. Experience right. was there. Yes. And it was not, so yeah. So that was, I mean, to, can you imagine like the blow to my ego? Right. The ego. Yeah. Yep, and we call it my ego on the top of that, right? You said it right and there. And my identity. Yeah. It's a blow you... to my identity. Yeah, blow to your identity. I mean, I don't get fired. That's not my thing. Right, right, right. You don't get fired. Yeah. People don't fire me. Yeah. So how do you forgive these things? You know, what is the first step? What is... That thing that we usually forget, that I forgot in the last, the second episode, that was my thing that I forgot. Yeah. It's, well, that it's a dream. This is so interesting. And it's a dream, and I see it now very clearly as a dream. And all these people that, in that school, all the people in that school, and all your achievement from the past, all this was created by you like a movie. You placed or you chose those people 
that would be the perfect scenario for that to happen. It's like you create. So you are not only in an illusion world, like a dream, but also the creator of your dream. But that comes from your unconscious mind. Okay, I can see now that I still judge myself because I'm saying to myself, and I have said to myself since this happened, that how could I be so stupid not to see it? Right, the judgment. So how could you have seen the situation without judging it? Because once you judge, then your interpretation is wrong, right? Because you judge, and who are we to judge? We don't know half of the thing, the behind. We don't know the entire thing, but we judge, right? We judge ourselves, we judge others, without knowing anything from their past life, without knowing who they are even, you know? So before the judgment comes... Just see the ego picture as it is. So then what do you say? I mean, it's a dream. I'm the creator of this dream. I'm the author of the dream. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that you created all these situations because you want to project. I do. I want to project. You want to project. Why? Why do you want to project? Well, I think it might come back to identifying with the ego, the small me. Yeah. And I don't know why I project. Yeah. You know, sometimes, let's say there's a situation where somebody has said something really bad to you, like that happened to you, and you were alone in the office with that person, and then later on you feel very sad but you need to, you cannot bear it. It's like so overwhelming, so you feel it's so unfair that you are going to see, hmm, which person could I say that to? Some person that, you know, has a little maybe tendency to be on your side type of thing. And then you are going to say to that person, do you know what he told me? And then you start, you know, basically blaming that person. You start blaming the person that did you or said to you all these things that I don't, that you think that is not the right thing, it's not fair. So when you feel overwhelmed by the anger or by the fear or by the hate or the hurt, you project to another person. You project to the person that did that to you and blame that person. How can he do that? And so you start judging and all these things. But deep behind that, there is something that we have done, I mean, years after years after situations and many different situations, we just always do that. A habit. And I mean, for those who, who think that there is other lives, maybe, the, you know, other life, we have done that. Since the beginning of times, people have been doing that. And we know it doesn't lead anywhere. It makes the situation worse. 
Because that person is going to tell the other person and that person is going to take come back to you and say, did you say that? And it's like a big mess, right? We know that. So it's obviously not a, the, the right thing to do. So at this point, how could you say, okay, how can I correct this? So you say the first step is to realize that I am in, it's an, just illusion. It's I am in a dream. I am the author of the dream. Even so, you don't know because it's a reflection of your unconscious mind. Oh, so the projection is comes from my unconscious mind. Right, exactly. Oh, I see. So what choice do you always have when you face a situation? And be, Because life is always like that, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a choice of what teacher I'm going to follow or listen to. Well, it's the ego. It's always between the ego and uh, the other one. The big one. <laughs> the, uh, you know, as A Course in Miracles would say, uh, God's perspective or Holy Spirit. Exactly. And I, yes, exactly. I can feel the huge difference. It feels so different. It, the teachers like immediately contrast. And there's no question the teacher that is more resonant to me is the more expansive one, the one that has limitless possibilities and a limitless mind as opposed to one that is very limited by the form. Right, exactly. So was anybody wrong? Was anybody at fault? No. Can you forgive not because they have done something wrong and, and, and you let go, or you forgive because nobody has done anything wrong? Was there anybody? Oh, gosh, that's so good. Because this is just a projection, would you forgive because nobody has done anything wrong because there's nobody and you are included in that? That's good because I just remembered that I was feeling really depressed there and I had to go out. I just had to leave. It was so bad. And I said, I went out and you're supposed to say what, you know, if you leave the campus, you have to say what you're doing. And I said, washing my hair. And then she called me on it. She said, Kate, you said washing your hair. I, I mean, at this point, you know, it was really painful. And so I threw that out there. And um, I like to forgive myself for that because I wasn't really there because there's no I. Oh, my God, I just got that. There's no I. Yeah, right. Once you realize that there's no I, this is the oneness that we are talking, the oneness with God. It's that freedom that exists when there's no I. Yeah, that's big. You touched it by a little, little bit. It's really big. So, right, and that comes, that feeling, that little opening comes only when you have realized there's nothing out there. I'm, I created all this mess. I created all these people. Put them in the scene for the movie to be projected because I was feeling fear and guilt and hatred when actually there's no reason for me to feel guilty, hatred, and fear because I have not done anything wrong. Whoa. We thought we were separated from God. 
We started believing we are separate from God. And as a consequence of that, we started feeling guilt and fear and hatred and, and want to project it. So the story of everybody's life. So we forgive because nobody has done anything wrong. This is the true forgiveness. And then what's the final step? Release, forgiving and releasing to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly. So you forgive everything because there's nothing there, right? And all is released to the Holy Spirit, meaning that you release it and all the correction that you don't know what needs to be corrected as a result of your behavior and all, you know, consequence of believing this and that and, and relationships and that having affected the relationship with the school, whatever you passed on to somebody else telling the story, all the correction needs to be done. You don't have to do anything. You release it. So we say release it to the Holy Spirit, but release it to God. Let it burn into the light, basically. Release it and correction will be taken care of. This is not your job. Your job is to observe the ego, not judge it, forgive everything, because it was just a movie where nobody was there. Just the oneness. Beautiful. I feel very peaceful. Yeah, you have touched that point. So, Kate, we are done with our episode and we want to invite, maybe you can tell them. Yes. Yes, thank you for listening. We hope you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And what am I supposed to say next? Oh yeah, we'll see you next month. Come join us again. Thank you for sharing, Kate. That was uh, very nice of you. And thank you for everybody for listening. And à bientôt. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> yes, see you next month. And thank you for listening and letting me share. And remember, life is just a dream. Wake up with us. Thanks to our sound engineer, Pat Kicklighter, and our program coordinator, Rachel Wortham, at Resonant Recordings. Special thanks to Adam Risby for going first, making mistakes, sharing the knowledge. Mm-hmm.